This is your host, Vernon Terrell with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. And welcome to another episode. I'm very excited to have Tammy Rivenbart back with us on this podcast. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you. And today we're going to do something a little different. And Tammy um, is a certified Enneagram coach. So guess what we're going to talk about today? (laughs) We are going to talk about the Enneagram. And if you're not familiar with that term, you probably should be. Uh, It is a popular personality test. And Uh, It has been met with a lot of enthusiasm, but at the same time, it has been met with some skepticism, and especially in Christian circles. So we're going to talk about the buzz and uh, why the Enneagram has some unique elements that actually complement those of us who want to walk free in Christ. So with that, Tammy, can you give us at first, just a Twitter version of what is the Enneagram and maybe why is it so popular? Sure. Um, So the Enneagram figure that you often see um, is, and and sometimes people mistakenly think it's a pentagram, Mm -hmm. it's a geometric figure that represents the nine basic personality types that are found in human beings and the complex interrelationships between those nine types. Um, It's a system that's based on ancient philosophical ideas combined with modern psychological understanding. Okay, so tell me, I mean, so who, why is it popular? What's like, what's, what's the driving force around this popularity? I think because it's, um, it's a personality test that takes the whole person into Mm. consideration. And people always want to know about their wiring. Oh, right. Yes, we want to know about ourselves. And this is important. And this, and let me just start off. This is not anti-Christian. And these personality tests are not anti-Christian or anti-grace. Uh, no. Whether it's Myers Briggs or Enneagram or the TJ or um, the DISC or the Colors, they all just. Our personalities are so multifaceted. Um, they target elements of our personality, and they don't put you in a box. None of that. Tammy's going to help uh, kind of unpack some of this specific around the Enneagram. But, uh, in fact, let me ask you. Um, let's dive deeper. Okay. Uh, give us a little bit more on this Enneagram personality test. So as a typology, the Enneagram helps people recognize and understand overall patterns in human behavior. But more than just behavior, um, you know, external behaviors and characteristics, Mm. it focuses on things like underlying attitudes, um, one's sense of self, conscious and unconscious motivations, defense mechanisms, object relations, what we value, what each of us value and tend to focus on, and our spiritual barriers as well as um, potentials. 
I think that, by the way, that last one, our spiritual barriers and potentials, I mean, this can be huge. I think when we are, and we're in a counseling ministry and a training ministry, and we see people every day, and we know we have the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we know the truth that can help set free, set somebody free. But folks, we live in this body. We all have personalities. uh, We all have relationships. And it just helps to know your hardwiring, that partner's hardwiring, to know the triggers uh, and to know the potentials. And as you said so well, those spiritual barriers and potentials to build a well-founded a loving relationship. We're commanded to love. So why not learn a little bit more about yourself and your partner so you can do that? That's what we're talking about. Exactly. So so when it comes to like the beginning, how did all this Enneagram start? Well, its origins are unclear, um, but they have found evidence of it being around in various forms for thousands of years. Um, it didn't come into broader modern day use until the 20th century by way of some influential teachers in the field of psychiatry. And, um, and then the last couple of years, it's really taken off with the publication of some, um, some books. Um, um, and, and, and while it's not necessarily Christian in origin, it lends itself, as many people have demonstrated and continue to do so, to Christian beliefs completely. Well, so this sounds, so in your opinion, uh, and you've worked with people and, and taught and learned and uh, used the Enneagram, it's helpful, yes, is it not? very helpful. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me, let me get personal for a moment. How did this whole Enneagram come into your life? What made you want to go down and explore this Enneagram way and path? Well, it came into my life a few years ago um, when I was right after my husband died. Um, In that time, I found myself at a critical juncture. I was, you know, alone after 28 years of of marriage. I was alone without my, you know, other half, better half or whatever we like to say. I'd gone through a lot of changes. and I was no longer the same person. I had an empty nest now. I was a widow. I'd gone through six years of caregiving and left my job. Um, and so I, and now I had to make a lot of big decisions and I needed discernment and self-awareness more than ever. Um, and so as God would have it, I, I really believe it was the Lord. Um, I was working with a Stephen minister and she gave me a book called The Road Back to You. And uh, this is one of those popular books, I think, that really mm. has brought it into, especially the evangelical world. It's by Suzanne Stabile and Ian Morgan Crone. And, um, and that book just immediately was, God just started using it immediately to help me in these areas of getting to know who I had become and um, kind of discerning um, where to go with my life and stuff. And while it was helping me, I also found it to be a powerful tool in understanding my adult children. Um, as you know, Vernon, I, you just rely so much 
on that other parent when you're raising kids. Mm. And so now I had, um, I'd lost that partner in parenting and I, I realized how much I really relied on his input and mm-hmm. insight into our kids. And I just felt like I was, you know, missing something. And I, I thought I knew my children pretty well, but I will say the insight that I have acquired from learning about their Enneagram types is just profound. And it still is serving our family to this day. Do they see it that way? Do your kids yes. feel that it has been helpful? Do they even, is, does it provide almost like a language uh, in the family? You know, every family has their own unique uh, idioms, and, and sometimes it's hard to speak the same language within a family. But maybe this provides a common language. It does. It can. It really can. It can really be a vehicle to bring family members together and help understand each other and have fun with it, and and see each other's um, struggles. Yeah. But also their your strengths. Right, and I think having that common language that can help take some of the personal um, it doesn't feel like a personal attack when you're talking about an Enneagram as we'll soon discover one or three or two or whatever and the typical you can talk about better ways to communicate without it looking and someone feeling defensive maybe Uh, it's a it's a wonderful framework for people and families and relationships to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I, I think it was Suzanne Stabile. I listened to her podcast. She has a great podcast. And I, I think it was her that said the other day that the Enneagram helps us. It helps explain things about ourselves that we have difficulty sharing with one another. So, and I think that's a real tender, um, it can make you very vulnerable, mm-hmm. but, um, but it just it does so in a, a really graceful, compassionate, and 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 it can be even a fun way. So. And for those of us, and I'm you can't see, but I'm pointing all fingers toward myself. Um, for those of us who struggle with heart issues, uh, feeling words, uh, emotions, expressing. I used to say, because growing up, my role model was Mr. Spock on Star Trek. Oh, no. <laughs> and that was who I aspired to be. As that he says was, it all. Right it there. does, right there. And it's, he was half human and half Vulcan, so he had emotions, but they're deep down. But I used to say, oh, I, I just have no emotions. But that's wrong. I have a lot of emotion, but it's often buried deep. It's often compartmentalized, which can be helpful in situations uh, of that require quick action and quick thinking in a very traumatic situation. That can be helpful, but as we say, every strength to an excess can become a weakness. Yes. Uh, and that's, you know, we all have, uh, we need a vehicle, especially us thinkers, those who don't, um, who haven't exercised that emotional and feeling muscle. We need a framework. uh, And this is as good as any. It's one of the best out there. So let me jump back. Okay. 
if we could, just to the uh, Enneagram. Can you give us more about, you talked about the nine types and Okay, it's not a pentagram, everybody. We've already said that. <laughs> it's, not. it's not a satanic symbol. No. Let's get past that one. It may look weird, but once you understand there's actual pathways, uh, that's what the symbol is representing. There's pathways from one letter to another and all things that Tammy can explain a lot better than I can. But go into, if you would, these nine types. Okay, well, this is going to be a, a short fast <laughs> that's fine We're, overview it's short and quick but give us the basics okay so so it's it's a system um, that says there are nine different archetypes for human beings and they are type one the reformer type two the helper type three the achiever type four the individualist type five the investigator type six the loyalist Type 7, the enthusiast, type 8, the challenger, and type 9, the peacemaker. And then, like you alluded to, it goes on to show how each type is influenced and interacts with the others. And then um, it adds additional factors. Um, It covers the additional factors that further affect each type. And this is where you may have heard of things like wings Mm -hmm. or instincts uh, gets into levels of health. Each type has a, has nine levels of health and then stress points and security points are another very popular. Um, I have not heard about, I've heard about wings. Mm-hmm. I heard about, Oh, I'm a, I'm a one wing two or one wing nine. And the wings are just what the numbers on. So each type ha- is going to have, um, two wings and it's going to be the type on Either side. So, either side. as a type one, you will have a um, nine wing and a two wing. Okay, cool. So that's what those wings are. But I had not heard about these others on the instincts oh, and the yeah, it goes deep <laughs> levels of health. So there's a lot here. Yeah, there's a lot too. And so we're just gonna we're just gonna give everybody the overview at this point. Yes. And we can dive maybe on another episode uh, later. But uh, I interrupted. Oh, keep no. keep rolling. Sure. This is good stuff. Well, so to fully appreciate what the Enneagram has to offer, you have to determine what your type is. Um, But then it's really important to bear in mind that after you find your type, so Vernon, you're a one, I'm a six, but we have to keep in mind, it's very important that we have all nine types within us. And a lot of people, a lot of Christians say they believe that the nine types represent the fullness of God, Mm. that each type represents an aspect of God. And, and so we would say that's true. We have Christ in us, so we have all nine types. But what So they... there's no excuse. You can't say that's just <laughs> the way I am. You know, it's like, you know, you have, to, you have to go. It's my flaws. It's my type. Live with it. Oh, yeah. No, we're not supposed to just. No, no it's not an excuse. And it can, if you just stay and this is my type and this is the way I am, it actually is very, it's, it can be kind of damaging. And not just to you, it's damaging to the people you interact with, especially those closest to you. It becomes something that you just hide further, and and that's not good. But so, yeah, the Enneagram says that, you know, as children, we all develop a specific wound or message, and that, you know, we then go on trying to use the strengths of our personality to help us cope. 
And in this process, we end up attaching to one of those nine types more than the others. And that becomes our dominant type mm -hmm. or our Enneagram type. Um, but see, the, it also says this process, ultimately, it reduces us again. So we're not operating out of all nine mm -hmm. types. Um, we're 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 kind of limiting our personality. We're limiting ourselves to our personality, and kind of boxing ourselves in. And that's why you will hear a, a lot of teachers say the Enneagram doesn't put you in a box. It teaches you the box that you're already in and how to get out of it. It shows your basic hardwiring, mm -hmm. and I do believe we're all hardwired with certain. And this just helps to explain it, give your framework. I like the way you said that. It doesn't put you in a box it reveals the box that you're in and helps you yeah. get out yeah that's beautiful yeah so if you just learn your type you're just choosing to live further in that box mm. and that's not that's not freedom right that's not what the enneagram is for that's not that's not the purpose no it's not the everybody play in your own sandbox right it's right. understand the sandbox you in so you can jump out yeah. And, and and know where the exits are and grow. It shows you growth patterns. Right. It's 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 um, it said a lot of teachers say it's a paradox because you mm. have to learn your type to learn how not to be trapped by your type. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. So you have um, and I like what um, I think you said. Um, Suzanne Stabile said. Um, the Enneagram is teaching you more about who you are not than who you really are. Correct. Yeah. And one thing that we teach at Grace Ministries is who you really are in Christ. We want you to know the freedom you have in Christ, the righteousness and holiness and purity and kindness you have in Christ. Don't use the Enneagram as an excuse to be mean. You say, oh, I'm an Enneagram. Yeah, here's the ones you always get a bad rap sometimes. <laughs> it's those Enneagram uh, type eights sometimes or type ones. Because, you know, sometimes the eights can sometimes, uh, they're out there. They'll tell you what they think and they get a bad rap. And some will use that. Well, that's that, as we said, that's the way I am. No. You're righteous, holy as a believer, brand new creation in Christ, blessed with this Enneagram type 8 hardwiring that you can harness and use and go after with all due diligence, all speed, all passion. Go after love and kindness uh, and get out there with <laughs> that as a great, I call them great eights. That's <laughs> what they are. But uh, give us... Uh, something a little bit more. I think you had something from a book. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a way to kind of illustrate this is um, I, I, I reference a book called The Sacred Enneagram, mm -hmm. and that's written by um, Christopher Hertz. I always feel insecure saying his name. <laughs> um, and he's considered one of the leading Christian writers on the Enneagram. Um, and in his book, he, he approaches the nine types through their underlying needs and motivations. So, um, so he would take the nine types and say the following. Type one, the reformer, they have this need to be perfect. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's right. So they strive for principled excellence, which becomes 
moral duty for them. Mm. Type two, the helper, they need to be needed. So they will strive for lavish love. Um, and they will do this through self-sacrifice, mm. giving themselves away. Um, type three, the achiever, they need to succeed. And so they will strive for recognition through success and curated, fine-tuned success. Type four, the individualist, they need to be special. And so they're striving for a sense of identity through a commitment to authenticity. Sometimes, you know, even that refusal to conform. Type five, the investigator, they need to perceive or understand. So they strive for clarity through research and well-thought-out conclusions. Type six, the loyalist, they need to be sure or certain. So they strive for steady constancy um, by being faithful and loyal themselves. Type seven, the enthusiast, they need to avoid pain. And so they strive for imaginative freedom, uh, the freedom to be inspired and chase their dreams and and have fun. Type eight, the challenger, they need to be against. Like you were mm. saying earlier, they are the most aggressive type. Um, and and so they strive for um, for intensity mm. and for um, they strive against the system and for, you know, um, freedom, unfettered autonomy. Mm. Type nine, the peacemaker, they need to avoid. So they strive for harmony and peacefulness. Um, and yes, they, they, wow, they These, avoid conflict. So, yeah, that's uh, incredible. Yeah. But then correspondingly, the Enneagram takes each type and gives us an idea of what their true selves look like. And, and this is referred to as their virtues or mm -hmm. holy ideas. I don't know if you've heard of that. I have not, that. but that's a, that's the whole other side that's that doesn't get talked about a lot um, when it's just a parlor game or a YouTube right. video. But these holy ideas are what each type emanates when they're walking in freedom, uh, freedom from those, that, you know, those driving needs I just mentioned. Mm. And then the virtues are what um, Christopher Hertz calls the fruit of a mind at rest. Um, and that's what I would call the unique gifts that we all bring to the world when we're free to to live out of them and, and give them, right? Wow, so let me stop there. This this is what, I mean, what a ministry like Grace Ministries is, our vision, our mission is helping people walk free. And we know that Jesus Christ is the answer. He is freedom, he is victory, and said he said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What about the truth about your personality? When you begin to understand your own wiring a bit, and you not only know his victory and his power and the Holy Spirit in you, but you know from a human perspective a little bit more about you. I like that what that author calls the fruit of a mind at rest. That's uh, pretty cool. But what, what about, what does it offer then? And, and I started 
I started down this path, but I want to hear your thoughts. What does it offer those who desire to walk free in Christ? Yeah, it offers a lot. Um, and I'll, I'll use myself as an example here. Um, so I'm, like I said, I'm an Enneagram type six, the loyalist. Uh, my struggles in life revolve around issues of security and safety. And as a result, I wrestle with um, fear and anxiety and insecurity. Uh, and we could go on and on, but I'm trying to be brief here. <laughs> um, and I'll try to get these needs met. So these are, you know, these underlying mm. unconscious needs driving everything. And I'll try to get these needs met through uh, things like being hypervigilant or forecasting. Um, uh, worst, I'm the queen of worst case scenarios. <laughs> um, but also by attaching myself to authority figures and aligning myself with people and being very loyal to either individuals mm -hmm. or groups or, um, you know, belief systems or, you know, whatever helps me get that sense of security, I'll align myself to and become very loyal to. And, and then this is what I'm filtering my life through. This is the kind of lens, right? So, but when I'm aware of this, when I can see all of this, this subversive operating system, mm. when I can recognize it, begin to recognize it at work in my life and know the signs, know the feelings that bubble up, see it in my behavior and my, you know, beliefs that start to take over my mind. And, and, and when I can recognize that, but then I know the truth of who I am in Christ, well, then I have I have freedom now. I can operate from a different place and I can, I can meet that need with the truth of, I don't need to look for security. And I have that. I have all this. In fact, I can't find it out there. I can only find it in Christ. And actually then my gift becomes courageous. I be in, I end up becoming the most courageous of the, of the nine types. Because you are secure. I am secure. I am secure, and um, I'm, but I have to f see the lies. I have to see how I've built up my life trying to get mm -hmm. that. And I will. I'll go to my grave still kind of operating, you know, with that kind of default. But I can live more and more free from that. And when I can live from what we would say the spirit instead of the flesh, mm -hmm. right? This is the flesh and the spirit. Then I actually have a, a, a gift of courage to bring to the world and those around me. Um, so that's, that's where I see so many similarities between the Enneagram and the teaching of identity in the exchange life. I see it with you. That, that, uh, we, we understand as a ministry that we operate as humans trying to get our needs met. And we talk about the basic needs of security and significance, um, uh, and value, and this need for love, and those are basic human needs. There's a lot of other needs out there. Oh yeah, you know. But we talk about the big three or four, and the enneagram actually helps you uncover some of those needs that we're in a, in and of ourselves we're trying to meet. Right. And Every type has their own. Right. Right. And your needs are going to be, yeah, like you said, we all have the need for you know, love and acceptance and worth. 
But then I, I have these individual needs of security because of the wounds and the things that mm. I experienced as a child. I basically developed a belief that the world is not safe. And so I fixate in type six in that area, in that, in that uh, space. And so space. that struggle is that idea of fear. Right. Uh, and as you said, those worst case scenarios that you have to figure out if you're not operating from the spirit and first being aware of it and then be allowing Christ to work through that. Right, right. Mm. And that's going to look so different, right, from you as a one mm. who's striving for an idea of perfection than the type eight who's who's striving for uh, justice and, and fighting injustice in the world. Um, so, yeah, it's, the, the, those needs are going to, yeah, they're going to be speci- they're going to be different for each of us. And that's desire and need and striving for perfection almost killed my marriage. Mm. You know, whether it was um, and, and looking, not always being, but looking perfect, not necessarily, but this idea I have to look perfect. We could have a argument in the car, but we better straighten up when we get into church <laughs> and put a smile on and look good and look like the happy couple because that, because, well, that's what a perfect couple should look like, smiling and happy. Hold hands, whether or not you want to or not, go in there. Uh, or if it, it's as silly as there's a right way, and I think there's a right way to load a dishwasher. Oh, no. I think there's a very specific <laughs> right way uh, but we're not going to go into that no, let's right not. now. Um, no. So, again, I think what I'm hearing you say, that Enneagram is complimentary. It's, it is very complimentary. I, I find it to be, uh, yeah, absolutely co- uh, complimentary. And it, it, it gives you a personalized outline mm. for what your flesh is made of, complete with ways to increase your awareness of it, and, you know, recognize it at work and with ways to support living from the spirit that are going to be unique to you. And like I said earlier, things like wings and instincts mm. and object relations and things like um, and levels of health and all of that, those are just going to help you see the nuances even more of, of how you are not going to look like every other one, any mm. type one. And, and just... Yeah, understand your life and just see it more acutely. Um, so, and, and to me, well, and don't they always say knowledge is power? Right. So in this area, it, it, it's very true. The more you can see all the little nuances of your flesh and, yeah, your enneotype, the more you can operate out, outside of the limitations of it. I think we can see a bit why it has become so popular yeah i i do and and the other reason well i'd say there's two other reasons why i think it's it's so popular and one is because it's one of the few typologies out there that takes into account the whole person so body soul and spirit with specific attention to what we would say the intelligence of the mind Mm. the heart and the body all having their own intelligence centers. Um, and then also the, the last component, um, or the last reason I think it's so popular is because 
um, in this divisive world that we Mm -hmm. live in where Mm -hmm. everybody is so polarized. I think our hearts are longing for ways to, to restore that connection. And the Enneagram offers that as well. So with all the, the self-awareness that it provides you, like you mentioned earlier, you can bring that into your relationships. Because when you learn the type of your partner or friend or family member or boss, you know, when you can see the lies that they're dealing with, the needs, the pain mm-hmm. that's driving them, and then the beautiful gifts that they carry buried beneath all of that, you develop a whole other layer of compassion and appreciation for people. So, Well, this has been extremely helpful. And I know that it's been helpful to someone who is listening. If you are listening and would like to have, uh, you have a question about the Enneagram and uh, how uh, it uh, relates to say, grace, how it relates to walking in the Spirit, then uh, feel free to give us an uh, email, drop us a line. If you're hurting right now and you want some help, call us uh, at Grace Ministries, and we'd love to hear from you. So if you want to hear more about the Enneagram or anything else we've talked about on the podcast, also drop us a line. Subscribe if you want to get this on a regular basis. Uh, We're so glad you take the time uh, to listen. Thank you again, and next week, we're excited to offer you another episode of Walking Free, where we often say, it may be time to stop talking and start walking You've been listening to Walking Free, a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gment.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G.